we're back. Welcome back to Big Mood. Did you miss us? We missed you. We're needy. Please tell us you missed us. Please say back. We have today a very special lineup of a very special guest, the one and only Miss Stacy Diaz Alpagadaka. Hello. Did I say it right? That was amazing. <laughs> okay, yes. yes, that was amazing. Try to put a little a little accent on there too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but and we also have um one of our fady fate. I just grabbed her crotch. Um, Gina. It's been a while. Gina, darling. Hello. The one, the only. It's been Hi. A while. It's She's been famous. A while. And we're here with her. Nope. And <laughs> we're here with me, Nikki. We're missing two of our our you know core. Mm-hmm. members because uh one i replaced had, them one had a baby or yeah cc's replacing yeah. both of them mm-hmm. so forget about them used mm-hmm. to that we like it we voted for it we all took a vote and that's what happened uh tiff's not here because she had a baby and we were just saying earlier how rude it is it's so rude she's known the baby for like two weeks yeah she's already not even us. a like, week like five days yeah you're already ditching us for the for the baby you know what right stace was replaced can that everyone. baby speak <laughs> no can Does the it baby know English? Yeah. Does it know Spanish? Does it know English? Is it Does funny? It know Chinese? Is that funny? No, right? It's funny. God, it's so selfish. It's a little funny. <laughs> yeah. And then our other friend, Jess, is uh, an accountant, and it's peak tax season right oh, now. Oh, that's right. But like a real accountant? Yeah. yeah. Oh. She's like a real accountant with a CPA license oh, okay, now. Oh, got it. And we're like, yeah, she's like trying to tell us about tax stuff, and we're like, shut up, you're replaced. <laughs> so that's why we got this crew right now, and it's a party, and what we're talking about today is... Have you ever heard the saying, more money, more problems? Yeah. And you're like, um, uh, give me the problems. Because yes. I can't relate. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Well, we were, we came across an article that is about wealthy people sharing rich people problems that they often encounter. And the author of the article says, uh, I can't stop thinking about several of them. Like they like, oh, well, actually, these are kind of bad. I haven't read the article yet because I want to get our genuine reactions to Mm -hmm. it. But maybe you can relate to these or if you've been on the other end, maybe you can empathize a little for the person that is uh, having these rich people problems. If you've ever had these rich people problems... Hit Call me. me. Yeah. <laughs> Call like me. My cash app is. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into this. The first one on the list is never really being sure whether your partner actually loves you or only tolerates you because your money makes their life easier. Ooh, oh, damn, yeah. that's tough. Mm-hmm. I guess that is a rich people problem. I've never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he loves me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I guess in a way we can Do you relate? Empathize no. or relate because not with money, but it's like business wise. Oh, that is. You know? Oh, Influence. yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my association with you, the, the, their association with me, then they can get some followers too. Yeah, exactly. I've never dated anybody in the business and uh, the entertainment business. Yeah, like Danny had no idea who I was yeah. or anything. And even when I dated, I never told people what I did for work. And I mean, I I'm a I'm a smaller creator, you know, so I feel like I didn't have that issue. Huh? What does it feel like? Yeah. Uh, well, Gina can talk about it. So I've actually never dated anyone in the uh entertainment industry because i always thought i should keep it separate Mm. so i've always dated like working professionals or whatever Mm. um because i thought if i dated someone in entertainment they have to be way higher than me but otherwise i'll feel like they're kind of using me yeah you're not really sure yeah like this like what we're talking about yeah yeah um but i do remember dating one guy who was a professional but Whenever we went out with his friends, he talked like he was my manager. Oh, in a way, and I didn't like it. Um, 
like for instance someone stopped me for a picture and he looked at his friends he goes yeah she you know this happens all the time but you know i get used to it and whatever and you just have to let her do her thing oh do you want me to take a picture yeah this happens all the time with her she's and oh, i'm just like weird or the friends will ask us like oh uh do you have any time for dinner next week could be like oh she's super busy so i don't know if like we can fit that into the schedule but yeah. like you know you have to understand she's super busy and stuff like that and you know everything that she does you really have to just take it and like understand that she i'm just like okay Dude, i'm gonna on. i'm gonna ask something and then you could tell me if i'm stepping out of bounds but mm -hmm. how did it feel regarding this with the google docs guy uh so i remember when i first started talking to him i was like you know you don't need to date me or sleep with me to get whatever you want like in business you guys right? started a fake relationship yeah, right? yeah like it was a joke yeah. at first like and i very much love helping friends out yeah like you're we, really helpful thank you, you really are uh like we had a mutual friend saint who was just trying to start off and i was like whatever you need let me know like i even gave him computer parts because Aww. he wanted to stream yeah. i was like whatever you need let me know i don't need anything from you yeah and he asked me he's like well is there anything i can do for you and i literally have told him every time till this day just be my friend hmm. yeah. that's all i need yeah. and he didn't believe that at first he's like are you sure i'm like yeah just be my friend and then when we went through the whole drama he realized at the end that on like he's like i realize now that when you say just be my friend you really do mean it mm -hmm. yeah. like yeah that's all i really it's need. more valuable than anything else exactly at that point yeah. yeah so it's it's like a it's uh, and then i talked to my friend charles recently too and he's like do you ever feel like people just try to be friends with you because you know status, status and stuff and I said, yes, he goes, Jesus, that's like the most heartbreaking thing I've ever heard. I know, that's yeah. sad. Yeah. So when I got involved in YouTube, it was like not a thing yet. Like, and mm -hmm. anyone that knew about you, the YouTuber world, it was so niche that like, this was back in 2007. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it was very new. Nobody was making tons of money. The influencer world was non-existent. Nothing. That was yeah. A, yeah. not a thing. The only reason I got involved was because um, I wanted footage for my demo reel because my agents were like, we can't submit you for anything without a demo reel. And like it costs a lot of money to do them and like you can only really get one if you've been booking but then you can't book without one so then it's like you it's like a catch-22 yeah so i uh got cast in this um sketch group that did really high quality sketches and i could use it to put together a demo reel mm -hmm. and that's how i was introduced into this whole world where i was like these people have fans and they have like an audience and they have they're like these huge channels i like backed my way into this like really big youtube channel that i had no idea this this world existed so everyone i was introduced to was through this sketch group and i didn't know that they were famous like i didn't know that yeah. they like had this thing that's how i feel about you guys this when i met thing. all of you yeah because i like i walked into it and then people are like like you guys as supporters were like oh my god you hung out with them i was like and yeah. Like, and yeah. like they're here you know and so i feel like maybe if i would have started as a fan yeah it would have been, been different if i yeah. knew the world before yeah, i started but i was literally like huh? yeah. yeah so i didn't put anyone on a pedestal yeah me but neither. they were like famous but then i saw them with other people who were like clearly clout chasing or like like oh, getting together sucks. with them to, and they were they were such vulnerable people because a lot of youtubers were introverts and they were kind of nerdy like in their childhood so yeah. they're not used to getting all this validation or or attention, attention or fans and so when someone like comes at them that way like we talked about love bombing in another episode they really believe it they really think yeah. that someone's there for them and it turns out that they're just there for the clout yeah. and the fame and the, like whatever they could mooch off them and it's really sad yeah i can't really say that i've had that um but i did have a boyfriend who felt like um he needed to bring me down because he thought 
And, and again, this was Gags. back when I was not making money from YouTube. Like it was not like a profession yet. I was still waitressing, but I did have a lot of like, uh, there was a lot of fans of that show who would stop me when we were out. Like if we were in a restaurant, they'd want to take a picture or whatever. And so like he saw that and he thought like, oh, I need to tear her down a notch. And mm. it's like, I didn't ask for that. Like, I, I'm not, Ew. I'm not like a person that really likes. And even that, if you were, anyway, who the fuck are you? Yeah. yeah. And so he would Chill. just, he would do, go out of his way to like, try to make me feel small. I hate when people yeah. do that. Because he's like, well, you're Nikki Limo. Like, deal yeah. with it. And I'm like, what? Ugh, like, that's God. not, that doesn't make sense. I genuinely didn't think I was going to be like, ay, pobrecitos, the rich people. And that one, I'm like, oh, that <laughs> yeah. sucks. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you like, really have to keep your friendship yeah. circle small. Mm-hmm. to know who's genuine yeah i i met all of my friends and my fiance literally before i had any sort of clout that's so good so i mean i do feel very fortunate because thankfully like i have no problem being like oh, i'll pay for you i'll take you I'll, yeah because i they were my friends before dude they were my friends when i was like they're fucking poor yeah, you know yeah so those are the people that know you i feel very very grateful you like, know like me and gina both have two high school best friends mm-hmm. that i'm like these are still my closest yeah. friends because yeah. they like know me inside and out, rich or poor, for better or for worse. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it. it's not like I'm freaking rich. But for example, now my high school best friend, we reconnected recently and I'm like, start a YouTube channel. I need to freaking post you everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to make money. I want you to you live the life you up. want. Yeah. Exactly. Like, come up with me. Like, whatever little cloud I get, I want you guys to get the same. Yeah. yeah. Or more. Yeah. I want you to feel good too the about love. what you yeah. have to offer the world. Yeah. Yeah, that really sucks. I can't imagine like someone I just know. staying with you for your money. And it's so, it's so, it's such a common thing too. Yeah. That's such a, like a huge common thing where people just date someone for their money. And then after you sign those papers or get pregnant or whatever, they're like, all right, peace out. Like there's that yeah. one basketball player that was dating a girl for a while. And the moment she got pregnant and, or they, they got married and the moment she got pregnant, she cut him out completely. And wow. she, she, she made it v- it, it was pretty clear. She made it very clear. Like, yeah, I did it. Like, it was just with him for his money, whatever. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah. And he was like a young NBA player, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is hard to tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone's really good at what they do, too. Mm-hmm. Man. Okay. So the second one is, if people know you're rich, they expect you to pay more than what is the price. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like when? I once worked at a resort and a service charge was included with everything, so tips weren't expected. But when a known rich couple arrived, the staff bitched about how they never tipped, even though no one at the resort does. Oh, oh they so like you should more. give, you should be more generous because mm-hmm. you have more money. Mm-hmm. Like it's expected, not. And I feel like nobody likes it when things are expected. Yeah. yeah, like if I want to tip out of the kindness of my heart, that's great. But if you are automatically expecting like a 50% tip because you know, like that's like, yeah, I haven't had this, but um, I've had people like once. See, this is the other thing when I was was talking about, like where people see like YouTube or like they think like, oh, like you're famous or like this channel is doing really well. They think you're rich. So at the time I was not rich. We were not making money. I was just a cast member on a show that was doing well. But they s- equated it with wi- being wealthy or something, and they mm-hmm. expected me to pay for everything, like yeah. a- a- pay for lunches, pay for dinners. And I'm like, yo, like I'm not, like I'm hurting, like I'm in debt. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not, it's not like that. Um, I guess the only way I can relate to that is when I, my, my ex boyfriend, uh, <clears throat> in Asian culture, mm-hmm. men pay. Period. Like, you know, love most, it. Most ethnic cultures, right? Mm-hmm. Mexicans too. Yeah. And I remember him saying he was bitching like 
he was the one that's like, oh, I got this meal. Can you get the next one? Mm. Ew. And like, what's he, Asian? Yeah. Ugh. Taiwanese. So it's like, this is so bizarre. Yeah. Not like, that he's Asian. Uh, that he wanted you exactly. to pay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember at one point, like, he kept on, it was like he was keeping tabs. He's like, well, I paid for this, this, and this, and this. I'm like, what the hell? All of a sudden, he's an accountant. Exactly. Yes. And then he's, and then I remember when he said, well, I mean, you make more money than me, so you should. What? And I'm just like, Oh, yikes. Okay. Oh, big yikes. Yeah, like big, Thank big you. yikes. Like, yeah, you should be paying for more because like you make way more money than me. That's so and be like, you should mm-hmm. 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 it was weird. Like it was super strange. And he was like keeping tabs. Well, I bought this and I paid for this and blah blah blah. Um that's never cute. Yeah. I yeah. it was just so unattractive. Like it's just corny. Because even if you like as a successful woman that makes more than the average man, mm-hmm. you still want to feel courted. Mm-hmm. You still want to feel taken care of. Like I said in another episode, even if he's taking you to Chili's. Yeah. yeah if that's what you can afford, I feel very grateful to be here with you, mm-hmm. you know, because I love you. But it's the intent. Yeah, it's the intent. But for you to be like, well, take me to a steakhouse because you make this amount yeah, of money. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like you're entitled to it. Yeah. Yeah. If that argument came up because we were flying to arizona and it was 35 dollars for uh, extra f- to sit next to each other because oh. the seats were all split up mm-hmm. and i was like okay well we have to pay 35 bucks to sit next to each other he goes well it's only an hour and a half flight do we have to like i'd rather not pay 35 bucks i was like he was stingy he was cheap and then it's like <laughs> i had to explain to him like it's not the money it's if this plane goes down and we die <laughs> i want to be next to you and then he's like he's like oh okay get it. yeah okay then let's spend the 35 dollars he's like you have to understand though like you make more money than me first of all mm. you're not poor you're a lawyer yeah. yeah you don't work like a regular job exactly you can afford it yeah you know? yeah especially in the same week you're telling me you want to buy a rolex oh yeah so that's okay this is just a side note but i don't understand there's actually like this is happens a lot i've seen in especially in the influencer world where they're not like crushing it like maybe they make a lot of uh, money from brand deals or something but they're spending way more than yeah. they're making yeah and they buy these like really flashy things to like show that they're well off but they're really they're really not yeah. and then so that's really it's weird when they're like come on you make more money than me and then they're flashing their rolex or they're driving their tesla or whatever the hell Mm -hmm. i'm like it doesn't like just be consistent yeah (laughs) okay you're it's financially immature Yeah. yeah 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 i don't know um it could also be that like you know like being a lawyer but then you had to pay you have a student loan that's like twice a double mortgage i don't care how much like debt i have i will never be like well i put it in someone's face yeah yeah yeah. even as a friend like Mm -hmm. if i take you out to dinner i'm never gonna be like well i pay for dinner exactly can you pay for my movie ticket yeah like if it doesn't come out of your heart don't do it at all don't even date me it makes it so awkward too yeah i'm just being rude but like and it's like the shamelessness to be like well i paid for dinner so you should pay for x y and z like Mm -hmm. ew yeah, yeah, it just feels transactional. It's gross. Yeah. Whatever your style is, now more than ever is the time to rock it. But maybe you can just use a little nudge to find some new looks, you know, switch it up a little. That's where Stitch Fix can help you out. It's so easy and fun to get started. Well, first of all, what you're going to want to do is go on the website and you set up your Stitch Fix profile. You just answer some questions about like, what do you like to wear? What don't you like to wear? How open are you to trying new styles? It's really cool, too, because they show you like pictures of the outfit 
place they're talking about. So it's, I don't know if you're a visual person like me, it was like really easy to be like, yes or no, I hate it. I love it. Then Stitch Fix's expert stylists will go to work and they find items exclusively for you. Every piece is handpicked for you and it is unique to your size, style, and in your budget, making it the best way to discover clothes that make you look and feel your best. Stitch Fix will send you five pieces to try on at home, and then what you do is you try them on, you look in the mirror, you go, ooh, and then you keep what you love, and then you send back what you don't. And shipping, returns, and exchanges are easy and free, and there's no subscription required. Try it once or set up automatic deliveries. There are no hidden fees ever. You sign up today at stitchfix.com mood to get $20 off your first purchase. That's stitchfix.com mood to get $20 off your first purchase. Limited time offer, purchase within two days of sign up. Attention everyone, are you ready to be blown away? Men and women alike asked for it and they listened. Our friends at Manscaped just relaunched the ultra smooth package. It's back, baby. Your new favorite tool and compliment to the Lawnmower 4.0 to get that smooth shave finish that you're looking for. This specialized growing shaving kit is here to help you buff, protect, and shave your most sensitive areas. It's time to crop that brush of yours and get right to the roots with a discount just for you from Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code MOOD. Not only has Manscaped brought you the electric trimmer that you and your men both love to use, but they're now bringing back your new favorite razor so you can be set and trimmed front to back. This is the durable yet sensitive razor that's perfect for him and her. I hate having to shave and getting to those really hard spots and I always end up missing a spot and it sucks and razor burn is so gross. So step one, grab your handy lawnmower 4.0 and shave to your liking to get the loose hairs out of the way and then take out the perfect package for the summer, the Manscaped Ultra Smooth Package. Step two is a crop exfoliator, infused with ingredients that soothe, clear, and keep the skin in and around your groin feeling refreshed. The crop exfoliator can help reduce the risk of ingrown hairs in your delicate places. Step three is a crop gel. See where you're shaving with a unique clear shaving gel just for the groin with four essential oils to take a spa treatment every time you shave. And then step four, it's time to shave. The crop shaver was designed for shaving the groin area with confidence. Three precision blades include extra wide lubricating strips and a pivoting head for the ultimate groin grooming experience. The crop shaver is not your average razor. It's smaller, thicker with a micro comb bar that allows the first shave possible from any angle. The crop exfoliator and crop gel are both vegan, cruelty-free, and sulfate-free, so you know your goods down there are in good hands and without compromise. It's time to get up close and personal with the best tools for the job, the Ultra Smooth Package from Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MOOD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code MOOD at manscaped.com. Get smooth with the relaunch Ultra Smooth Package from your friends at Manscaped. Okay. Feeling like you can't talk about certain things with people who don't make as much. This person mm. says, I'm not rich, but I make more than some of my friends. And there have been times when I'll confide in them about something and I get a sarcastic must be nice response. Oof, that's jealousy. Oh. Yeah. You don't want friends like that either. Mm -hmm. But then imagine like, okay, so obviously like if there was a girl... For example, if there was a girl here who always grew up with money and her she was old money and she was to be like, oh my God, it's so hard because I have to go to NYU and I have to leave like like my friends be, i'd be like bitch get over it yeah you fuck you never had to do any of the things i had to do you never had to live in one room with all your your whole family mm -hmm. so get the fuck over it you know i, I do feel bad though because because she has to go to nyu and well, no, no 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 but be, no because they have nothing to compare to like their pain is all they know right so like your pain's always the worst based off of whatever life you've lived so like i could say 
you know, I could be really poor in America, but like I'm better off than someone in, that's starving in right, Africa right. or something. And there's always going to be someone that's like, well, you've never had to sleep in, on a dirt floor. And it's like, that's true. But your pain is still valid. It is. So it's like it is when someone's I know it's hard because like these are like the one percenters. And so it's really hard to relate to their pain. But I do have to keep in mind that they don't have anything to compare to. And this is painful for them. And but for example, like the thing is, Kylie Jenner is never going to talk to me about yeah. how rough she had it because she couldn't get like mm-hmm. a, a pink Bugatti. Yeah. You know, like she's not going to talk to me about it. Just like I'm not going to go talk to somebody who has less True. than me about my yeah. problems. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying like this person's right or wrong. Like, I just can't imagine hearing somebody. Yeah. For example, I come from Mexico. Mexico. I didn't know English till I was 13. Like to hear somebody say, oh my God, like I never amounted to anything because my parents didn't give me money to go to college. I would be like, bitch, I amounted to something. I didn't even know English yeah. 10 years ago or whenever, however long ago, you know? So it all depends who you're venting to. So that's tough. Yeah, that is tough. I also in general don't really like, I don't really have a lot of sympathy when people um, blame their problems on something that's not really why their problems happen. Like, mm. oh, I never mounted anything because my parents didn't give me money to problems. Like, oh. if you have a, if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, I believe that. And and so like things like that is harder for me to sympathize with than someone being like, damn, I can't pay rent this month because even though I'm working two jobs, like I can't pay rent this month, and it sucks. Uh, even though like there's people that can't even uh, can't even have a nice roof over their head you know like that that i can empathize with a little bit more like you're busting your ass still and you still can't pay rent and that i feel for you like imagine if for example you have friends who work like nine to fives right and you guys do what you do for work and you're like oh my god like i was gonna wrap my car in like this teal blue and but i couldn't because it was seven thousand dollars i could only afford five thousand and your friend's like bitch i can't even afford my fucking rent this month yeah yeah like uh, please it's the uh mm, yeah they're so removed from reality they're not self-aware like i think i saw a video of one of the hadid sisters saying like yeah when i was growing up i wasn't given everything i had to struggle too like i didn't get my first pair of red bottoms until i graduated high school oh, oh my, my god gosh. and people were like oh geez oh no oh. like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> you're dude? trying to be relatable yeah oh, jesus christ that's so sad and it's a I different world they can't relate you, they <laughs> It's it's they were never they never went through the struggle, so I can't really be like, You're fucking dumb. Yeah. But it's like it's if they if they've never experienced it, you can't expect them to know what to say and stuff. But uh it's different. Like if you came from nothing and became rich and you're still talking like that, you're a piece of shit. Like, yeah. You should know. Yeah, you, you should know? know. Yeah. Dude, I uh, had this friend, well, she wasn't like a really good friend, but she was a, she was an acquaintance, mm-hmm. it was a colleague. And I always like thought we were kind of on the same page. Like she would talk about how, man, she wishes she could buy more clothes, but she's broke. And I'm like, me too. Like I'm shopping from the discount rack at this store, but they, they had some sales. And I, was, I would share like deals with her that mm-hmm. I found. And I thought we were kind of like on the same page until she got like um her car got like a little bit hit, like like a fender bender. But it was like there was like not even a dent. Like it was just mm-hmm. like a like barely even a scratch. And her parents just bought her a new car. <laughs> And, and then I found out that she's fucking loaded. Like, wow. But she's not loaded. Her parents, her parents are, loaded, are loaded. And she always felt like she needed to make her own money. But like she didn't, even though she was technically broke, she never had to worry about like, if I can't make my rent this month, I'm going to be on the street. Like yeah. that's never going to happen for her. Girl, she has a, uh, what is it? Uh, a safety net. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's hard to relate to somebody. Like when you come 
from like literal like we literally gonna eat hard-boiled eggs and tuna all week yeah that's all we're gonna eat because there's nothing to eat yeah you like it's really hard when i met steve i was like i had to pick between me eating or my cats eating it's always gonna be my cats so my 89 cents went to my cats um and i would steal he like asked me why i was taking all the crafty and putting in my purse Mm -hmm. and i like was so embarrassed that i got caught but like i i just was used to that because i don't know when i'm gonna see my next meal like that's that's gonna have to last me through the week yeah so our first date he um at the end of the date he slipped he's like oh you dropped this and he put something in my purse and he's like don't look at it now and then i went upstairs and i opened it and it was a ralph's gift certificate Aww. he got me 50 dollars of groceries and he's mm. like the, to the girl who, who doesn't you have to steal from crafty anymore Aww, that's, <laughs> that's so cute and i was like i'm gonna marry him yeah, i would have cried we love i provider. did i was yeah. like he knew he remembered that was like from months earlier when we weren't even he wasn't we weren't in a relate we weren't dating nothing was happening and like i just couldn't believe he remembered that and mm-hmm. i had like negative money in my account at yeah. that time oh, that's so i was like nice. oh my god yeah. my cats and i can both eat <laughs> yeah that's so sweet yeah we love a provider man mm-hmm. yeah if i ever heard something like that like a rich person saying things like oh god i can't afford to feel my private jet this week oh <laughs> And it's just, I won't say anything, but I'm just going to be like, bro. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Okay. This one is my rich friend has no kids. So he's trying to figure out how to spend all his money before he dies. So it doesn't go to some cousins he doesn't like. If I just mention something like he'll buy it for me immediately. It's ridiculous. Does he need more friends? I don't know if this is a problem. That's nice. How do I, how do I spend all my money before I die? I mean, I think... If you don't like the person, I um, there was a case on TV that came out that this lady left all her money to her dog. And basically she hired somebody to take care of her dog because she was going to die. The dog was probably like two, three years old. Yeah. And so she basically hired the dog. Like That's a whole responsible. Team. Yeah. But she didn't want to sp- like she want to give her money to like her family members because she didn't have kids or stuff like that. Yeah. And so she literally like kept the house and like paid people like a company to take care of her dog for as long as the dog lived because yeah. the dog was gonna live another 15 years mm-hmm. and i was like damn that's wild that people have money like that yeah yeah that's the plot of aristocrats but the person that i don't want to spoil aristocrats for you but um <laughs> no, it starts it's in the beginning of the movie uh they the rich lady wills her money to the butler but to take care of the cats so the cats own the money and then the butler is trying to figure out how to get all the money he puts the cats on the streets then like there are these rich cats that don't know how how to be on the streets and they they meet like a street cat it's a cute movie yeah what like why don't he just hey when i die just donate all of it to this charity of my choice that's true like live lavish while you're living and Mm -hmm. then just donate the rest yeah Yeah, or start a fund like start a start a charity Mm -hmm that's wild though like i can't even imagine look at us finding solutions to rich people problems. Hire us to solve your problems. are you rich you have problems we'll solve them yeah. <laughs> just give us your money yeah just give us your money we'll figure it out we'll figure it out we'll figure it out okay as a woman it can make it hard to navigate relationships because a lot of men still identify with the breadwinner role mm. we were talking about this yeah um people they can get kind of competitive they can yeah feel like one guy I knew, uh, we were talking, we were playing this game called We're Not Really Strangers. And the question was, uh, what do you make 
or a year. Oh, hell no. Well, and I was like, I don't want to answer that. I'd rather yeah. just take my shot. And yeah. Like, and then it was in a group of friends, like close friends. And I was like, I don't want to answer that. And they were like, come on, Gina, whatever. And I'm like, I never answered that question. But then that night for once, I actually did. And the guy that I was seeing, I, I noticed a, a very significant change oh, in personality. It sucks. Yeah. No, girl. I play the fifth. Lie to mm-hmm. your teeth are blue. I don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I don't know how much money Gina makes. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if I Google her, I probably say like a million dollars, but I don't need to know because. Mm-hmm. And even in a relationship like that, like unless they're your husband again, yeah. for what? Because then you can. We talked about it in another episode, but you can run into the homosexuals mm-hmm. that are like, "I love you, hobo, 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 hobo se- yeah, hobo. no, not homo, yeah, hobo, uh-huh. homosexuals that are like, I want to date you." And you're my sugar mama and like yeah. buy me this and buy me that. And mm-hmm. you know, you just put a target on your back in general too. Yeah. Because like even in the in the like public eye, I I've had people commenting like, dude, Nikki and Steve are so broke because blah blah blah. Like they they make this much a year. I Googled it. And then and then which isn't true. And then I also have people that are like, dude, they're so rich they're not doing anything with it. I Googled them. They make they're five they have five million dollars net worth. I'm like, that's not true either. But like the fact that it even matters, like mm-hmm. in your mind, like that equates to something that I should be doing or should not be doing because I have X amount of money, is like I don't want to feel beholden to that. Yeah. Like you shouldn't no one should have a say in that besides me and maybe my partner if we're married Mm -hmm. but um yeah so i can't even imagine like dating them being like oh well it puts a new expectation on you like you should be doing this or i should be doing this and i genuinely think like a man who's truly like loves you and wants to provide for you he would be like that's nice but i still want to take care of you exactly yeah. you know like i still want to make you feel taken care of protected yes like i want to take you out you know it shouldn't change anything yeah and it's not like you're i've never gotten the vibe from you that you're like snobbish about no. your money that you're like oh my god i have the blah, blah, blah. in so, fact we make fun of this bitch because we're like dude you have money get 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 a house get a get a something do something with it and she's like she got a plan <laughs> like, yeah she has stuff to do with it and that's her business but we like we'll still make fun of her yeah until but. this day i I mean, I figured you had influencer money because, I mean, this is the work we do. But I never, uh, like, this conversation is the first time that I'm like, oh, yeah, Gina's probably rich as fuck. But I never, (laughs) I had never thought about it like that. You know, I was just like, oh, yeah, we all make around the same. I don't know how much that is, but we all make around the same. (laughs) To be honest, it's smart because you should be living under your means and then investing that shit and, like, creating assets that provide, uh, you know, cash flow. In your dating world, don't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that question. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, no matter who asks, I will tell them I'm fucking poor. Yeah. You know? Same. I still I still drive a fucking I'd Honda Civic. I'd rather be same. <laughs> yeah. I love my Honda Civic. I love too. my Honda Civic. Dude, yeah. I was so happy you drive a Honda Civic too, because I had to borrow your car last time. Mm-hmm. And oh, I was like, how to I drive, know how to drive this. <laughs> yeah. Except yours like talks Japanese to me. So <laughs> that's right. How cute. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm in an anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's just it's better weird. it's better off to just not know that question yeah to not know the answer Truly. to that question because it shouldn't change anything mm-hmm. i mean eventually you're gonna get married and you're gonna have your partner and then they'll know you know but at that point i feel like you'll know them enough yeah. to share that information and on the other end too like if you're gonna get married to someone you guys better know each other's debts yeah you yeah because you're marrying it mm-hmm. and if you divorce you're taking half of it mm-hmm. oh yeah and you just have to be okay with like if one of us makes a financial choice like we're in it together like right. we need to make all the financial choices together from here on out and if something happens there can't be blame Mm -hmm. on like the end result yeah Mm -hmm. that's tough okay 
This one is, there's definitely a problem of people taking advantage of being your friend for privilege over your stuff. Ooh, yeah. Huh. Like? Um, my ex used to throw in my face all the time. Um, well, I do your legal work for you and I pay for most meals. And I was like, okay. And? Mm -hmm. And so, like, that was always the default whenever we argued. But mm. I don't keep tabs because I think that's corny. I'm oh, never going to yeah, throw anything corny. in your face, right? Yeah. Uh, but towards the end of the relationship, uh, when I found out he cheated, he's like, yeah, well, find someone else that does your legal work. I was Easily. Like, uh, a lawyer. Yeah. Like, I, I most like, people do. Yeah, I, I, I can. Yeah. He goes, well, find someone to do it for free. I'm like, I don't need to because yeah. I, can I, pay can, my I can't afford <laughs> a lawyer. It's like, you're not you, a dime a dozen. Right. You know? <laughs> You're like, um, I drive a Honda Civic. I can afford a lawyer. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm saving money. Exactly. Um, and then it finally came down to I was so pissed that he would throw that in my face again. Um, so I told him, I was like, cool. So you listed two things you did for me, right? Mm -hmm. Find someone else that can get you into every club for free. Never had to pay for a drink. Mm -hmm. Get all the things that you want influencer stuff for free. Every movie premiere you wanted to go to. Everything, like all this shit that you never had to pay for. And that's his thing too. Like he likes and going he out. Loves he loves that, that shit. Yeah, he loves yeah. the image. Uh, or like if I if there's something that he wants from a brand, I'll reach out to them. You know, like, and I just get him everything. And find someone who buys cleaning supplies to clean a fucking apartment she doesn't even live in. <laughs> you know? And then also... Find someone else on TV. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Find it. Yeah. And like, I don't ever want it to get down to that. But then what he yeah. said to me was, yeah, well, none of those things came out of your pocket. So it doesn't count. Ew. What? These are okay. privileges and and <laughs> perks of my career that I've worked mm -hmm. 12 years for. Yeah. yeah. That I'm sharing so with you. He's going to say his legal work that he did, which is his career. And he wanted to charge me towards like later on. All this Bro. stuff that I did for him. And he had a business that I promoted to. I did for free you know and but he's like well you know it's kind of unfair because like i need to start charging maybe just a small rate and then but it's like it comes down to yeah i didn't have to pay for most of these things or whatever but i could be using it for myself yeah for my loved ones for whatever but you're just sitting there saying well it didn't come from your pocket so it doesn't matter okay that one when you brought up uh promoting that's when i can relate to where like people don't want to use my stuff but like I'd always have like random like people that weren't even my friend mm -hmm. friends asking me to promote their new song or yeah. their new shit or whatever. I'm like they come out of the woodwork mm -hmm. to like ask you to promote shit. And I love promoting my friends. I'll I was wearing Gina's merch earlier because yeah. I fucking love like if someone has something I'll wear. I love Stacy's jewelry. Like mm -hmm. if someone has something that they're selling, they're my friend. I'll fucking buy it. I don't need them to give it to me for free or mm -hmm. anything. I'm just like go buy my friend's shit. Yeah. Go watch my friend's show. I just love that my friends are fucking doing things. Yeah. But when you like haven't shown any friendship to me like i met you and we hung out once or whatever and then you come out of the woodwork and ask me to promote your shit it's yeah. like i feel weird man because yeah. like you know companies pay us to promote it and that's not a secret companies pay us a lot of money to promote their brand mm -hmm. which is cool that's how we make our money but like getting it for free is like it is a friendship thing that i think people don't realize how like that is part of our job yeah. like that is how we make money like mm -hmm. on this show we have sponsors mm -hmm. we talk about the sponsors and i genuinely love our sponsors i genuinely use their stuff but they're paying us to yeah. tell you about it too yeah. and so when we talk about someone or go promote go what listen to my friend's stuff it's 
like it's a genuine it should be a genuine thing mm -hmm. not because i feel like guilted because you knew me and we hung out once and you complimented my hair and so now i should like mm -hmm. promote exactly. your thing but people do feel entitled to it and people do feel like come on like what's the big deal like it's not that hard for you like you can just make one post yeah just like make one post like bro i haven't posted in like three days mm -hmm. one post is like a third of my feed for the month mm -hmm. like yeah um what is it i like when it's our genuine friends, we promote it without we even having to. to ask to. Yeah. yeah. I just do it no randomly question. sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like you too, like people just come out of the woodworks. Like an ex-boyfriend came out Ugh. of nowhere. He's like, hey, Cookie, um, now that you're a big deal, do you mind promoting my blah, blah, blah? Ew. And I was like, no. And he tried again two years later. I'm like, bro, get the fuck away from yeah. me. Yeah. It's, it's, it just feels gross. And it starts from the very beginning, too. Like, when I started modeling when I was 17, going to senior year, and I started... And, and then this girl just randomly messaged me out of nowhere, like, hey, can you help me with my modeling career? Can you post my picture? Or, like, whatever. Like, can you get me a photographer? And I messaged her back straight up. I'm like, you and I haven't even spoke yeah. in this whole entire fucking year. And you don't even say, hello, how are you first? Mm -hmm. It's, hey, can you get me this? That that it's exactly insane. is it yeah it's like there's not even a trying to be a friend mm -hmm. first it's just like hey you can do this and it's easy for you so can you do it for me yeah like why won't you do it for me mm -hmm. why wouldn't you yeah it's easy for you and i have friends now where i'm like even if i don't talk to you enough a lot i know like i know our friendship and they know my friendship or with them or our friendship mm -hmm. where it's like i on the other hand like i don't have to go through the niceties of like hey how are you yeah what's going on mm -hmm. it's more like dude just ask me what you want yeah you know exactly and that's exactly what because I it was earned close, already close it was already earned mm -hmm. yeah. yeah like my girlfriend anna that my best friend from high school lives two miles away from me she doesn't have to like i, I seem like once a month same like, right not even that mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe we text each other once a month exactly but then if she were like hey can you promote this for me but like yeah sure like, I don't yeah. want you to go through those niceties. But if you're someone that I haven't spoken to for years and you're just like faking a conversation mm -hmm. just to get something out of me, like, dude, that's gross. Or like, sometimes it doesn't come till the end where they're like, yeah. it seems like they're just reaching out. Hey, I was just thinking about you, blah, blah, blah. How's this? How's that? Oh, you guys just bought a house. How is Vegas? And then at the very end is like, so yeah, I just started this new business. Ugh. And I was like, I was wondering if you could just like give me a shout out or like, oh man, you were yeah. just faking that whole conversation. Yeah. I yeah. thought you were like genuinely reaching out. That's stupid. That's ugly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. So I could relate to that part mm -hmm. of this. Um, okay, the next one is, I have a very wealthy friend and seeing firsthand how all your poor relatives move closer to you and start Oof. asking you for things and money blew my mind. Everyone from siblings down to the ex-boyfriend of a second cousin will straight up demand he buy them a vacation home. Oh when gosh. he inevitably says no, they go scorched earth policy on social media and talk about how selfish he is and how he disowns his family for money. Then a month later, they're back begging on his doorstep. It's exhausting. And I'm just watching from the outside. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. That yeah. That's crazy. Oh. So I can't relate to that, but Eminem sings about it all the time. <laughs> so I feel like I relate. All of a sudden, you have so much family. I remember... Um, what I struggled with before when I was dirt poor was when I would date people who made more money than me mm -hmm. and their first gifts for me are like extravagant, this and that. And then they're like, but you know, you don't have to get anything equal to it, which I understand they're being very genuine, but yeah. me, I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. How do, I, so how do bad. I compensate for this? Yeah, exactly. So that's a, I just thought about that one. I just can't imagine ever like going up, like I have relatives, I have an uncle who's like very well off and he wasn't always well off but like his business took off mm -hmm. and so now he's like rich 
or his family. And so I can't imagine ever being like, oh, can I have money for this? Yeah. Or can I have money for that? Like yeah. if they offer a gift, wonderful. But mm -hmm. like I have never been like, oh, uncle, because I know you have money. Can you give me money for this or that? Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I had a relative that like that once. Yeah, because I went to go visit their family and their mom is a single mother. She lost her husband. Single mother raising three boys. Wow. Um, Living on a hairstylist income. Okay. And so I saw and I was like, okay, so I'm just going to Amazon order a bunch of things that she needs for the house, mm -hmm. you know? Like their house got broken into twice because <gasps> oh, they don't live so in the sad. best neighborhood. Yeah. So I got cameras installed, you know, and like stuff to just make her life easier. And then, um, you know, I'm... I haven't seen her kids in a while, you know, they're adults now and, you know, I'm catching up with every, uh, every, every one of her kids. And then a week later, one of her kids messages me saying, Hey, um, are you free to talk? I need help. Like, I'm like, I need someone to talk to. I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. What's going on? And he was telling me like, yeah, I ran this red light or something, whatever. And I need $500. And I was like, Oh, oh. no, Oh, this is not going to start like this. Mm -mm. And then, so I was like, I don't want that kind of relationship because once it starts, it yeah. doesn't stop yeah. and it gets weird. So I, I just made up something like, sorry, I just paid like $50,000 down payment for something. So I can't like, I'm not starting this relationship with mm -hmm. you because you are fully capable, mm -hmm. you know? And the week before he had just told me, yeah, you know, I'm starting to date this girl now, but it's kind of a struggle because she loves like designer stuff. So I'm trying to provide that for her. Ooh, there it is. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay, no, 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 we're it not doing this. That only happened to with a family member. Um, who was an addict mm -hmm. uh, in my family. And for some reason, they kept getting parking tickets and they couldn't <laughs> ask anyone else for help except oh. for me. And I, the first time, I gave the money. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I swear I'll pay you back. My, my, I'm getting money this this week from my job, blah, blah, blah. I just need it. Like, I just don't want my parents to know, blah, blah, blah. And then I never got it. And then um, I didn't want to bring it up. It was 80 bucks or whatever. And then, like, the next month, same thing. It was like... I got another parking ticket and like I really just like there's this parking's crazy out here and I'm like you need to learn how to park better mm -hmm. dude like I can't just keep giving you money for parking tickets you didn't pay me back the last time yeah. and and I know that they had a problem but they wouldn't they would lie like you know because mm -hmm. they do that so that's the only other that's the only time where I've dealt with that kind of thing where it's like man you want to be nice and you know that they are hurting for money but also they have other things that yeah. they're spending it on yeah i feel like it also uh it works with them praise too because i remember when i first was releasing my first uh, clothing collection uh one of my family members was like one of my close close family members too mm. i was telling them like i'm so excited about this i hope it goes well they're like okay cool and then once it like sold out, mm -hmm. like immediately, oh. all of a sudden they hit me up. They're like, oh, I'm so proud of you. And posting on Facebook, I'm so oh. proud of them. Oh and I'm just like, dude, you suck. Like, do you need more? Like, uh, how about I invest in it for you? And I'm like, no, I'm good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> too late. Yeah, too yeah. Late. it's weird. Support when we need this up art, mm -hmm. you know, like before it's a yeah. thing. When you start on your health journey, it's really easy to be overwhelmed by all the information the wellness industry throws at you. But Noom believes the only place that you really need to start is with your mind. Yeah, your mental, everyone. Listen up, people in the back. A couple things I like about Noom more than any other program that I've tried is one, it really focuses on a behavioral approach. 
So like changing your mental to change your habits, which your habits will in, in turn change your lifestyle, which will in turn change you to be the person that you want to be more than the person that you are now, maybe that you're not satisfied with. So one thing that I re realized that I do is I stress eat all the time. Like I anxiety eat. I If I have boredom or anxiety or stress, I am grabbing snacks and I don't even know I'm doing it. So I was keeping a food journal like as suggested by them. And then also just like being really cognizant of when I'm reaching for snacks. And it really helped a lot because instead of reaching for snacks now, I just like do some meditation, take a couple deep breaths, realize I'm not actually hungry. I also do the same thing in social situations because of anxiety. I felt like I always had to have a drink in my hand or a food in my hand. I always had to like be doing something consumption wise with being in social situations and, and it's not it's just not healthy. Okay. And then the other thing I really like about Noom is that it fits into my schedule. It's like. 10 minutes a day. Who doesn't have 10 minutes a day? You just like, you live your life on your terms. You know what I'm saying? There's no like, oh no, I gotta go block out two hours to get this workout in. You know, it's just like, I'm getting exercise. I'm changing my habits. I'm feeling good about myself. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash big mood. That's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash big mood to sign up for your trial today. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something that we take every single day. I'm talking about vitamins. They're always telling you, you gotta take your vitamins, but they don't tell you the difference in quality. And believe me, there's a huge difference. So I started taking Ritual Vitamins in 2017. Oh my God, it's been five years. Wow. Uh, also, I've been taking the prenatal one since 2019 and I have noticed a drastic difference. I know that's really anecdotal and you're right, but I took blood tests before I started taking Ritual and I was super, super low on vitamin D and my doctor was very concerned. She was even like, you got to double up on that D and I was like, oh no. And I was really stressing. And then I took blood tests two years after I started taking Ritual and it was a totally normal vitamin D score. So I know that's really anecdotal, but um, gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Over 97% of women aged 19 through 50 are not getting enough vitamin D in their diet and 95% are not getting the recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Did you know that? Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill those nutrient gaps in the diets of women 18 and over. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. That's a lot of health. But Ritual didn't stop there. No, they invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin and the results uh, yeah, Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. That's only three months. It was published in the Frontiers in Nutrition and Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the Non-GMO Project. It's traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients and always clear communication, no shady stuff. And right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash bigmood and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off ritual.com slash bigmood. Dude, okay, so figuring out how to give your kids everything they want without turning them into spoiled brats were messed up for life that one must be hard yeah. because I, I told steve i was like if we're ever like multi multi-millionaires we have to make our kids think we're poor yeah like somehow we're gonna rent like a, a separate place and like only live there until they're 18 mm -hmm. because like i don't know how to how, you need to have the kids learn the value of a dollar yeah 
And I don't know how a rich family would do that. Um, I know with Asian families, when they have a lot of money, a lot of them are like, we just want our kids to focus on studies. So we'll take care of everything while they're going to school. And that's where the hard work comes in. Yeah. They never had to have like a day that. job. I like that's Or like they never mm. had to work in customer service. And yes. it's like, you need to have your kids. Yeah earn their money work at a cu- everyone mm-hmm. should have to work in customer service, a service job for at least two so years so look i'm gonna hit you guys from the other side okay not like i grew up with money i don't have all the money in the world like my kids are still gonna have to learn values because we're not rich mm-hmm. but to me it's like if and when we make it to a point where we have so much money i don't want them to go through what i went through because it was fucking hard mm-hmm. and the trauma i created to like there's times where i wouldn't even finish food on the pantry because i'm like i don't know who's coming in next and i don't want them to like even though we can easily go get food now but i don't want you to be like oh it's empty you know Mm -hmm. like i still constantly have to have it stocked up so that denny now doesn't feel like it's empty right Mm -hmm. when he, he has never thought about that you know so i'm all about yeah make them get like jobs but i feel like maybe we didn't grow up like that but rich people their kids also work they're just working as interns for like in law firms or interns for ceos you know when they're 17 18 years old so they're learning how to be ceos right as opposed to people like us who grew up working in supermarkets who grew up working in uh i don't know restaurants and things like that we learn how to be employees that's true oh, that makes yeah. sense. that's yeah. very true I, if it was like that where they're actually working and they're not just like all right we'll give you a job and like it's like kind of a what's it called the um the when you get in a job because you nepotism mm-hmm. it's not just nepotism like you automatically get to be manager because your dad owns the company yeah. or whatever like if it's like they're sincerely starting from the bottom working their way up learning how to manage people from like the bottom up and they're learning things then i'm okay with them not having to have worked at a supermarket first yeah. or whatever but if it's just like they expect to be handed money because i spoiled the shit out of them when they were eight years old and like they just grew up always getting handed money all yeah. the time they never had to do chores never had to do anything yeah. to like see where how money is earned mm-hmm. then i think that's really hard and that's a parent thing yeah parenting thing mm-hmm. not like a kid thing right mm-hmm. so you are responsible for not just giving them money right so like even if you're rich or you're middle class you teach them the value of the dollar by making them do things right or teaching them how to invest, invest. i would have yes. loved for my parents to know how to invest so i wouldn't have had to figure it out on that's my own, so true right so like instead of teaching me okay do this chore and you're gonna get five dollars it's like okay do you want you want me to keep one of your dollars and then if i keep it next week you'll get five for that one dollar yeah you know so like just things like that that our parents grew up in survival mode and they didn't have yeah. the access to but if i'm rich I don't want my kids to have to struggle so they know because it would be fake. Yeah. You know, it's not true. It's not real. I'm not going to be like, well, let's go to your auntie's house who doesn't have money. So you see how lucky you are. Yeah. Because then you create like rude ass kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You'll create a disparity between us and them or what. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, cousin, you're poor. It's always, it always should be that way of like you trying to do like just one step better than what you had to go through growing up. But I am really thankful. So we grew up really poor but my parents grew up even poorer so Mm, my dad came from immigrants my mom came from basically immigrants to like her grandparents and they were both in poverty like growing up when i was born i lived in my grandma's garage Uh, my parents were not even they barely even started college so like my mom had to drop out to raise me but i my dad decided to finish and he 
gave up his dream of being a baseball player to become an accountant. And my mom was working as a teller at a bank. And so they started at entry level jobs, but they were, he is now a CPA and she became the vice president of a bank. So they were in finances and growing up, even though we were poor, they were learning and they were teaching as they were learning. Mm -hmm. So my dad, and I'll never forget, he taught me how to stay out of debt, how to build a credit score, how to, um, take advantage of interest how interest works so what he would do is like if he needed to borrow cash we had our allowance money and i had my piggy bank and he's like i need to borrow five dollars when i give it back to you i'm going to give you 525 and that's how interest works mm. when you borrow something you have to pay interest when you someone's borrowing from you they have to give you interest and he taught me how like investing works because of that but he didn't go the full he didn't go the full like stocks and everything but just that little bit when I was like eight to 10 years old, it stuck with me because I always, if I borrowed money from a friend, I would give them back. If I borrowed 20 bucks, I give you back 25. If I, you know, if someone, if I'm giving my money to something, I kind of expected interest to be made. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I do think that those little things, yeah. and I'm, I want to teach my kids how to invest. I, and I feel build like I'm assets. at the place where your parents were. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like me and my relationship, I'm there and we will teach our kids how you were taught, you know, but it's like when you truly come from poverty, like it's not an experience that you're like, oh, I want, I want my, my kids, kids to, to go experience through, yeah, it because I'm so rich. Like, mm -hmm. bitch, it was fucking hard. Your kids are never going to experience it because they still have a nice ass house in their own room. And you don't mm -hmm. want them to. Yeah, like, you have truly to don't. It's not an it's not Disneyland. Like, it's yeah. not like I want my kids to go hang out with poor kids so they see. And that's that's how my parents were. They were like, they were exactly like that, where they're like, I never want my kids to go through what we went through. Hard. Their ass off mm -hmm. to get a house where we could have mm -hmm. our own rooms. Started in my grandma's garage and then now we have our own rooms in house yeah. that's amazing and i will forever like yeah be and grateful you for that spoiled no but i will say that um my brother and i both raised by the same parents i'm older he's five years younger than me um i had a scholarship to college i like was really good with grades blah blah blah, blah. and i decided that that wasn't my path i'm gonna drop out and go um pursue acting and i'm gonna pursue it just like i would college because i see college as an investment for your career I'm going to invest in something for my career by going this other route. They didn't see it that way. They saw college as the end all be all. Like you have to go to college in order to get a good job because that's how they got their good jobs. Th that's how exactly. And that's how they got out of poverty. And so they were scared for me. So as tough love, they're like, if you want, if you go to college, we'll pay for everything. If you don't go to college, you have to pay for everything yourself. Mm. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm going to pay for everything. I got three jobs. I worked my fucking ass off. I was like, you know, never never had money but i was so focused on making that happen my brother decided i'll take the free ride i'll go to college he never got good grades he got straight c's but they were C's gonna pay for, for everything so okay i'm gonna go to college i don't have to work a job all my food's paid mm. for there's no consequence other mm -hmm. than like and there's and like he only they made it so easy because they just wanted him to focus on focus on school mm -hmm. but after the school work's done he's bored what is he gonna do so he yeah. got into trouble and he would drink and he would like he just he didn't do what it took him seven years to get through college and then he didn't use his degree for anything and so that was a lot of money mm -hmm. those seven years yeah. and it wasn't being used for anything because they didn't force him to learn time management or mm. working or whatever. So they can see the difference in the balance. And it's like, I I don't blame them at all because how could you even know? Yeah. But me seeing it, I'm like, damn, 
I don't want to coddle my kids to the point where they can just be lazy and fuck mm. off and think that everything's paid for. And now he doesn't know how to handle himself. Manage. He does now. He's doing well now. He's married. He has a kid. He has a job. But it took him a while to get there. He's 30 now. And mm. so, like, I, I I saw the struggle of not having trained his brain to, like, be responsible, have a consequence if you can't make rent at the end of the month. Like, there's, like, there's debt. There's things that you have to go through. Your credit score can get fucked up. Like, he never had to learn any of that mm. firsthand. He had to learn it way later in life yeah. so i'm like okay there's got to be a middle ground it's a tough kids. middle ground yeah. it's a middle ground i think one of the reasons why i want my kids to work a, a customer service job also is to teach them how to treat people oh yeah because you can tell when someone's never worked customer service and never gotten punched in the face before <laughs> you know so it's also like it's like a responsibility it's like character development mm-hmm. you know you can yeah. put your kid in sports for that too you know like you learn a lot in sports That's true. Oh. I, I learned all of that in sports and working a fucking job but yeah but i mean like to me the way i see that it's like i want my kid in sports mm-hmm. ever since they're little because that's where they're gonna learn time management reliability that's where they're discipline. gonna learn discipline yeah so mm-hmm. it's just when and I don't know how to say this without sounding weird, but when people who have money say, I want my kid to experience poverty. No, not so that. No, not po- yeah. Not yeah, poverty. Yeah, it just, like, it comes off rude, you yeah. know? Because I was like, bitch, it wasn't fun. Like, I, you don't want your kids to really experience it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, customer service, obviously, it's not poverty. That's, like, a job anybody can have. It's just, I, when I hear that there's kids who um inherit their parents like um finance team right so like let's say the parents always had to find like three accountants and like a yeah. person telling them what to spend money on and then the kid grew up watching that the kid who grew up watching that and giving those benefits and the kid who grew up in mcdonald's and worked himself up to be a manager yeah they might have the same work ethic but one's never going to get the opportunities that the other one got right because they like this one learned responsibility from watching his dad be like a good worker and like a good CEO or whatever. And this one had to learn being the manager of a McDonald's great jobs. Mm -hmm. But I mean, one's never going to amount to the other one. And then it just sounds weird when you're like, Oh, I want experience. I think the customer service thing is definitely what she was saying. We're like, I just want them to know what it feels like Mm -hmm. to serve or like to, to be in that realm where you have to, deal with people in a cordial way in a way that like um yeah you're not always going to get what you want or what you want to do or what on your time i think people that don't work customer service and then they come into a restaurant they're like oh the waitresses are slow what what do you mean i can't get sad yeah. there's tables open mm-hmm. like you you don't know how a restaurant works then mm-hmm. and exactly. it, like you can't be like so entitled to everything yeah. without knowing what it's like on that other side but if that's what you were always taught because your family always taught you that then yeah, you're going to think that, that you yeah. should be sat right away, that mm-hmm. you should have, like, your refills done exactly on time when you want to yeah. do it. And this is a bad waitress and she doesn't deserve a tip now because she didn't get everything you wanted the way you wanted it. Yeah. And, yeah, I think there's, like, I don't know what that fine line is. Yeah. I definitely don't want my kids to feel like they are they don't know when their next meal is. Yeah. yeah, But I do want them to feel like there's some sort of consequences for the, for their actions if they decide to fuck off rather than to yeah put their responsibilities in and order. that's with more than just money yeah you don't you don't lo- that's your parents job to teach you that right because mm. then there's poor kids that treat service workers like crap mm-hmm. because True. when they finally get a hundred dollars they're like i have a hundred dollars i should be able to do whatever <laughs> yeah. i want in this restaurant that's so true so it's not a money thing it's an entitlement yes thing mm-hmm. you know 
All right. Well, that is our episode today. Wow. Let us know in the comments. Did you grow up rich? Did you have rich people problems? Or did you grow up poor and now you came into money and you have a whole new set of problems you didn't know existed? Or are you having, you're like, I'm poor. I can't relate to any of this shit. <laughs> Fuck all of you people. I'm out. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear it. Also, follow Stacy everywhere. She's Yay, awesome. She has you. so much good life advice to give you Aww. on almost every platform, on YouTube, on TikTok. Instagram, wherever you want to follow her. Plus, she's planning a wedding, so just like get all Yay. the tea on that too. Um, let us know. The, uh, let us, follow us. I don't. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm ending the show. Get deal with it. Love you. <laughs> we Bye. love you. Bye. 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 Bye.